Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are talking about the 1999 Brendan Fraser classic, The Mummy. The Mummy. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Which apparently is more than one movie now. <laughs> I oh, didn't you even, didn't? <laughs> I oh, had no idea. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, obviously they had the sequels, but yeah, then there was the Tom Cruise one in like 27. It bombed. Oh, yeah, it was not well received. <laughs> Not well received. And I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, I don't think this is one of those instances where we're talking about a different movie. So I'm like, I'm just going to watch the Brendan Fraser one. And if I'm wrong, fuck it. I'm wrong. I don't care. The, the good one. The good the one. The good, the mummy. Uh, yeah, actually, this is a fucking delight to uh, to rewatch. I'm really happy mm-hmm. that uh, we're doing this one. But just, I guess, to, to recap for the people who haven't seen The Mummy... Uh, basically, what it's about is um, uh, Brendan Fraser. He has his character has a name, whatever. It's Brendan Fraser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he uh, he and uh, uh, Rachel Weiss uh, end up going to this uh, hidden city, Egyptian city, where Emotep, uh, this uh, basically ancient Egyptian priest, was buried alive with this curse, and they uh, uh, wake up the mummy. And uh, he tries to revive his um, murdered uh, girlfriend uh, (laughs) and in the process is bringing all kinds of plagues and stuff and threatens to destroy the world. I think that's a pretty and ultimately they they defeat him uh, by reading from the book of the living or something like that. Is that a pretty fair? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, if I was to condense this movie into one sentence, I would say. British rule is law. (laughs) If I find it, it's mine. Finders keepers. That's how we do shit here. Yes, I wrote down. It's like because because they're sort of racing to get to this uh, to to the city. Right. And I kind of wrote down. It's like this movie begs the question or asks the question, um, who is the rightful owner to these Egyptian artifacts? The Americans or the British? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and I think we're going to get uh, to that in a bit. But before we do, uh, we just want to uh, give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Uh, thank you very much to, to Hero Cosmetics uh, for sponsoring this episode. Um, they were nice enough to uh, send me uh, some of their mighty patches, which are uh, these wonderful kind of acne patches. Uh, you just slap them right on your forehead um, and they, they, they are what's called a hydrocolloidal, uh, acne patch. And yeah, Rebecca's looking at me like, thank you for saying that <laughs> every week, every week, <laughs> every Greg. week, every week. We're like, I'm going to, I'm like, we're going to sit down beforehand. I'm going to tell Rebecca. <laughs> no, no, shut no, it down. I don't happening. have the mental capacity for this right now. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Anything educational. You know what I like about these though? I'm a picker, man. I don't know about you. I need, I can't resist the pick. Okay. And you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, but I'm, mm, I'm squirrely. Okay. What I like about this is you can just put it over and you, and you don't, it's like a crock pot for your face, set it and forget it. Okay. Like that's what I want (laughs) out of sight, out of mind. I need that. Oh yeah. And they're, they're, you're absolutely right. They're fantastic for that. Like you just put it on and then like the number of times I've sort of felt myself like touch my forehead or like face. And I was like, Oh right. I'm not supposed to be doing this right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's irresistible. It's It's irresistible. Um, but yeah, they're, and they're the same time that they're doing that. They're like sucking all the gross stuff out of your face, right? All the, the oils and the, the, I mean, I'm, you know, really gross stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know you know what time it is. We're all adults here. Yeah. If you guys want to try the Mighty Patch for yourself, you can go to herocosmetics.com. That's herocosmetics.com. And you can enter the promo code VILLAIN15 for 15% off if you want to hit one of those up. Uh, we highly recommend. And thank you so much once again to Hero Cosmetics for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And now back to the saga that is the mummy. Yeah. So first of all, I mean, I think we can all agree who's the villain in this it's emotep it's the mummy the movie's <laughs> yeah. named after him uh, it is the <laughs> mummy okay he will be referred to as such going forward uh yeah he's the villain so we start with them which again always Ooh. a fan 
Always a oh, fan. Yum, yum, yum. Yum. Okay. Every time yeah, it's, it's I want every a, movie to start this way. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's the prologue. It's like the events that happened in ancient Egypt, right? Yeah. So we've got essentially like a, what do I want to call it? Like a, almost like a voodoo Romeo and Juliet sort of thing going on. <laughs> like a, like yeah. a cursed, we cannot love each other, so no one will have us sort yeah. of situation. Okay, that's, uh, and the and uh, her last words out are like, your bo- uh, my body is no longer your temple, and I'm like, killer line. That's a, that's a sentiment I can get behind, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, so like it's, um, she is the wife of the pharaoh, uh, and Emotep and her are in love, and they're clearly having an affair, the Pharaoh finds out she kills herself. So she's like, would they also kill him for, that's very important. I think that they kill him. Oh, they kill, they kill the Pharaoh. <laughs> they kill the Pharaoh. I don't want to breeze over the parts where they were no. actually kind of bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. But except, and like, Oh, I'm so glad that we can just focus on this uh, prologue part for a second yeah. because, okay, this, this Pharaoh is not a good dude. Okay. So he keeps his wife, locked up in her room, like mm-hmm, guarded mm-hmm. 24 hours a seven, and is so jealous that he has her body painted, uh, right? Like in, in all these, like, well, paint, I guess. He has her body painted in paint. Uh, so that if anybody touches her, it'll smear the paint and he'll know. Like, how fucking paranoid is that? Oh, it's, oh, it's wild. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. It's some next level shit. For sure. Um, and I do agree that the, I, anybody with absolute power is probably a bad person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's not a great argument for our villain of this week, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like I, I totally um, am am going to back up uh, their sort of actions in this part of the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. is uh, she is uh, basically a. a a slave, a prisoner to the Pharaoh. She loves this other guy, um, kills her, kills the Pharaoh and then kills herself saying to Emotep, only you can resurrect me. Right. I'm fine with all that. Like escape way out. Fantastic. And then shit started, sort of starts to go south. Oh yeah. Real quick, (laughs) real quick. Now, okay, one point that I can't, can you explain this to me? Because I'm having a struggle with this this section. Okay, how is it that these bugs operate at two vastly different speeds, apparently? (laughs) (laughs) Vastly different speeds. Because at one point in the movie, these, these bugs can devour an entire man within seconds, but we're also supposed to believe that this guy got buried alive with these and it took forever for them to consume him. Uh, Do they just have like some sort of mental morality of like, oh, we got to go slow on this guy. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> I would, th- I think it just has to do with like the curse. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe like, it's a plot hole. <laughs> maybe it's a plot hole. <laughs> One that I think could be hand waved away with. Ah, I don't know. That's curses for you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so he's Emotep is condemned to be basically buried alive and consumed by these scarab beetles forever. Mm-hmm. And this is supposedly, uh, oh yeah, so they they stop they thwart his attempt to reanimate his uh, girlfriend in uh, ancient Egypt, and as punishment, they for killing the pharaoh and everything like that, they throw they mummify him and throw him in this thing. Um, but it's apparently a punishment that is so bad they never did it before. And then and pro- didn't do it since then. Didn't apparently. do it since then. <laughs> or we haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so bad that they haven't done it because the Egyptians were scared of it because yeah. of the power. I'm going to say this again. <laughs> Don't like, I, I'm going to read it. It's the punishment was the, to be undead for all eternity to arise a wa- and if the, to arise a walking disease a plague upon all mankind an unholy flesh eater with strength of the ages power of the sand and glory of invincibility i have said it before on this podcast i will say it again if you have an enemy do not curse them with immortality <laughs> 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 that is never going to work out for you no 
You oh, could it's, get a, lu- it's a bad move. <laughs> you could get lucky for a couple hundred years, you know, thousands mm-hmm. even. But eventually the stars are going to align. <laughs> Over an infinite time frame, revenge is almost certain. Well, yeah, especially, and I, and I wrote this down. I was like, in the defense of the villain, of the mummy in this movie, um, if I had been buried alive with things eating me, I'd wake up pretty pissed too. You know what I mean? I wake up a little grumpy, a little grump grump. You know what I mean? I am grumpy normally, okay? Because it's maybe too hot out when I wake up or there's traffic, okay? <laughs> I can't imagine waking up missing 99% of my body and being like, oh yeah, this is the fresh hell that I was taken from. Okay, sick. Yeah, I'm probably gonna while out a little bit. <laughs> I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Are you serious? It cursed for loving my girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Try to bring her back with every capacity I have. I mean, I'm not saying he's right, but I'm saying I'd wake up pissed too. <laughs> I mean, okay. I think he was completely right in ancient times. I don't think he, uh, I don't think even for killing a Pharaoh, I don't think you're, uh, uh, fucking, you know, deserving of that kind of fate. And then I, I, I'm going to kind of also argue that he was sort of, uh, he, he wasn't too unreasonable in Ah. modern times either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this isn't technically modern, like, well, I uh, guess technically, yes, but not, not all what we would consider modern. Yeah. I think um, the twenties. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was in the twenties. Yeah. Um, what I will say though, is I do think we have some very defensible people that are painted as villains and I can't for the life of me figure out why. Here's my favorite one. Um, the Americans on the boat going over. Uh, versus these two Brits and the American. Okay. Um, Why are the Americans bad when they're just doing literally, literally the exact same thing as our heroes are doing? (laughs) Why? It's like, look at these, I can't believe these guys, these, these Americans. I'm like, you are all going to a property that you do not own, do not have, I'm sure, some sort of jurisdiction over, okay? You're going to show up. You're, you're pirates, okay? You're going to show up. You're going to rob that place, okay, and bounce out. And you maintain that the heroes are good because they're doing it or one of the characters are doing it under the guise of like, oh, we're trying to further knowledge. And it's like, okay, well, it mm, doesn't exactly sound like that's what's happening here. And you also certainly know that's not what your brother is going for. So oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Her pickpocket brother yeah. is there for knowledge? Yeah. The amount of times our hero, I'm sorry, our heroes, and I'm putting air quotes over that, okay, steal things from other people is too high in this movie, okay? <laughs> Brendan Fraser steals, okay, an architecture set, or not an, archa- an archaeologist set, uh, I need another coffee, uh, <laughs> an archaeologist set, okay, from the opposing team, yeah. steals it, gives it to her, when the guy says, hey, that's mine, they say, no, it's not, okay? The woman that knows that it is stolen does not give it back to him upon, you know what I mean? Like, if that's me, okay, if I get a gift from somebody and somebody's like, hey, like, that was stolen from me, my response to that is to give it back to that person. Not that this team is bad and I'm good, so I'm going to keep it. Like, yeah. what is the matter with you? And it's immediately clear that it's stolen. Because yes! wh- where else is he going to get an archaeological dig kit uh, in in an isolated ancient ruin? This perhaps, is also Perhaps a from the other archaeology team that is there. <laughs> <laughs> the one of two archaeology teams, one yeah, of which yeah, yeah. lost all their supplies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, the guy that the first thing he did to you was kiss you without your consent. Yeah, I trust that man. Yeah. Trust that man with my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and I do think I do think even the Americans have the guy on their team who is actually interested in uh the archaeology. He knew more. He's like, (laughs) yeah, you must not read from the Book of the Dead. A little, uh, a little too little, a little too late. But uh, you know, um, 
You know what's fun? You know what's really wild to me about this movie? I cannot. Okay. This woman, okay, it's like, all right, I do not have any infield experience. Okay. So my first move is to gonna is is gonna go where no one's gone. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna open up my own archaeological dig, okay, with zero experience. I don't even have the tools, okay? And I have the money to have the tools. But for some reason I have not purchased them. Oh okay. no, she 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 had tools originally, but she lost them when the boat caught on fire. Oh fuck, that's right. Okay, yeah, thank you for lost, clearing that up. They for lost me. like all their supplies and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that makes it even better. <laughs> this guy survives the boat burning down with these tools, and then you steal them off him. Yeah. <laughs> Extra bad. <laughs> Extra bad. Thank you for calling that out, Craig. I, I forgot about that part. Okay, yeah. So so even worse, right? I mean, this woman, okay, girl, go on a dig with someone professional. Be a second person. Don't be the lead when you don't know anything about this, okay? When you don't know how to do this properly. You're going to show up and start literally, <laughs> they're literally like, yeah, just drill through the bottom of this statue. I'm pretty sure this is where the <laughs> where the thing I want is. Just start destroying shit. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's uh, none of the uh, none of the archaeology in this is uh, scientifically legitimate. Like they're literally just like you know they don't take any measurements. They're not like you know taking. I, I don't know if they had photographs back then or even like drawings of where they found it, so you could like do like it's just it's basically grave robbing is, is what it is. No, it's a it's a hundred percent that. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally like, it's, and I I can't imagine at, at least. Not like calling somebody. I don't know what the rules were in nineteen in the nineteen twenties, but apparently they were very much still alive of finders keepers. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, the British Museum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Uh, that's it. that's it. That's that's literally the rules. Like uh, I think this predates this a little bit, but like there was like an Egyptian craze, like. Uh, Europeans were literally buying and burning mummies like as firewood like like it it's insane uh the desecration that happened to all these sites and stuff like that where like people would grind up mummies and like eat them or drink them because they thought they had like it's I think that was Sweet like Jesus like maybe 30 to 40 years prior to this like late 1800s kind of thing all right at its peak. so like yeah but um it, real bad. Anyway, that's that is literally what everyone would do. Like it's somewhat historically accurate in in that sense, but it doesn't make it right. Uh, so I think Emotep, like if you look at it from, first of all, he got done dirty. Three thousand <laughs> three thousand years later, uh, some people show up and set you free, and you're like. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna. I I want my eyes and my tongue back. <laughs> Fuck you, breaking into my tomb, uh, trying to steal my shit. I'm gonna get my eyes and tongue back. Also, I'm gonna go get my girlfriend's guts back, which you stole. You stole my girlfriend's guts. You took it to Cairo. Uh, I want those back. Oh, I don't. Yeah. And these guys aren't even. I don't know. Okay. Cause in the defense of like, yeah, like this guy goes after the, the people that opened it. Okay. The problems. Okay. First, that's what we're going after. Okay. We're going after the guys that stole my shit. Okay. You stole it. It's not yours. You, for some reason, after watching three people get burnt with acid, decided to continue. Okay. And not only did you watch that, you were like, this is a place I can steal from. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I walk into anywhere, anywhere, okay, and I get even a drop of acid anywhere up in my business, I'm out. Okay, I'm out immediately. I, I'm running. I'm full sprint running out of here. How many people? I, I kept counting. I was like, this guy, what if they, okay, so on the other team, on our British team here, okay, they literally watched somebody they brought, okay, scream, run into a wall, and die instantly. And they were like, yeah, well, I mean, we should keep going. 
<laughs> I'm sure this is nothing. Carry I'm, on. I'm out. I'm so out so quickly. And the fact that they're just willing, they're like, okay, we're just going to risk our lives, everybody else's lives. Um, I'm going to steal this book from the other team, unlock it. Instead of trying to share information and go, hey, I have the key to that book. And then that guy goes, hey, don't read that book. <laughs> and none of this happens. Okay. None of this happens. Okay. Other than, I guess, like your four people that died already because of your negligence. Okay. Like these guys, honestly, I think we watch them kill about as many people as this guy killed. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean our main characters, as many people as Emotep killed? Because oh, all fuck. we That's see, really close. That's it's really close, close at least. He probably yeah. beats them. I think he does beat them, but it's at least kind of close. Okay. Like you are literally killing workers by being like, oh, okay, well, it's fine because you're local. You go open Yeah, up. that's Jesus. what I was going to. Let's get these guys to do it. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, oh my God. You imperialist bastards. Yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. imperialist <laughs> You want the treasure, you open the treasure box. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, or, that's your responsibility. Or, I don't know, do some research. Find out about booby traps. Find out about, like, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, no, there's... Literally, not literally dig around a little more, because that's dangerous, clearly. But, like, fucking. And also, like, as we discover at the end, um, they're just, like, fucking pickaxing shit and, like, breaking stuff open. But there's literally just a lever out in the open uh, <laughs> that sinks the entire city. I, I wrote that, that down. That Benny uh, accidentally uh, presses. You know, like this is this is the level of care that you need in this place. Clearly. Well, yeah, but also like because <laughs> I was like, what, what. Who designs a building <laughs> where if you lean on one thing, <laughs> the whole thing collapses? I was like, this is like the, the hole in the Death Star, man. Like, why? Yeah. Just cover it. Just cover it up. Don't have this here. Okay. I just love, I love how, like, doing that. Yeah. Oh, Rebecca, it was driving me crazy, too. Because, like, I was sitting there going, like, okay, given... I will give you that. It's like, okay, I am a pharaoh. This is my treasure. I don't want anyone else getting my treasure. Fine. I understand that. But then to be like, so at a flick of a switch, the entire city sinks into the sand. I I was thinking like, okay, in order to do that, you would have to build this city on such weak foundations that at a flip of a switch, they just collapse and it all sinks down. Like that is so precarious. Yeah, it's like, like but <laughs> you imagine that's got to be the first lesson to everybody that works. It's just like you show up and they're like, okay, listen, this is the most important rule. <laughs> Never touch this. <laughs> do not touch this button, this lever. Like, do not. Okay. You know what it reminded me of? And it, it reminded it's, me of one time. Yeah. Yes, like one time, one time I went, uh, when I was in high school, I went on a trip to the parliament buildings, right? right? And we all got to visit the prime minister's office, okay? So we're all in the prime minister's office. We're hanging out. It's cool, right? We all get to sit at the desk, okay? That's a thing. We all get to take our turns sitting at the desk, right? So you know me. I got, uh, I'm ready to go. I love it, okay? I want to sit behind the big boy desk for sure, yes. okay? <laughs> one thing I know about Rebecca. She loves sitting in a desk. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buddy, come on. I'm all about sitting. So I, I pull myself to to bring it myself in because I'm like, I'm going to get a hot shot. My finger was like half a centimeter away from the button that like <laughs> like calls for security and shit where like you're in trouble. And I was like, could somebody tell us all that before we sit in this seat. Like I almost like activated some sort of fucking special security shit just cause I didn't look where I put my freaking hand under the desk. Yeah. Maybe put a, maybe put a cover over that when the kids are in the room. Yeah. You know? Jesus. Like, geez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got me crazy. I hope that's not like a national secret or anything. <laughs> Like, that's like a typical Canadian national secrets, right? Yeah. It's like this room contains the, bu- the, <coughs> The button. We the just button. call it the button. Uh, well, we'll let some school kids in there. What I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just don't. all it does is send out an email that says "I'm sorry" to every other yeah. country. <laughs> just boom. <laughs> <laughs> so we do it. <laughs> 
so sorry. Oh, um, God. <laughs> on a bit of a side note, though, so, like, this whole time, like, we're sitting there going, like, why wouldn't you pay attention to those fucking warnings, right? Um, it's like, oh, it's cursed. Don't open this or you'll die. And I kind of get, like, ah, uh, they're just joking with us. But it, it brought me to this thing where I was like, I remember reading this, and it's something called the uh, long-term nuclear waste warning messages, uh, which to me reads exactly like a Egyptian curse. Like, like <laughs> you could put these on either. So the whole point of this is they're like 10,000 years from now, radioactive waste will still be very, very dangerous. How do we communicate to cultures that have don't share the same language as us or uh, the same oral like traditions or whatever that something dangerous is buried here? Oh, dang! Yeah, so it's like so they've tried to figure it out and they're trying to have like unambiguous signs. And I'm just gonna read to you uh, here what these messages are. So these are supposed to be represented in symbols. Uh, so it's this place is a message and part of a system of messages. Pay attention to it. Sending this message was important to us. We consider ourselves a powerful culture. This place is not a place of honor. No highly esteemed deed is commemorated here. Nothing of value is here. What was here was dangerous and repulsive to us. This is a message warning about the danger. Danger is in a particular location. It increases towards the center. The center of the danger is here and of a particular size and shape and below us. The danger is still present in your time as it is in ours. The danger is in the body and can kill. The form of the danger is an emanation of energy. The danger is unleashed only if the... You substantially disturb this place physically. This place is best shunned and left uninhabited. And I'm just like, like you read that and you go like, I'm someone's digging that up. That is <laughs> fucking chilling, dude. I'm sorry. That is like, <laughs> like I, I, I feel like you just read me a daytime nightmare. Like I don't. <laughs> I, oh, it's <laughs> that is so fucking scary. That should be the opening to a movie. You know, yeah, if somebody absolutely. just dry read that, I'd be like, "All right, I'm chilled. I'm already in." <laughs> like, but, but, yeah, exactly right. But my point is, is like, fucking write that on a sarcophagus in the mummy, and we're like, "Oh, these idiots are going to open that shit up," you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, "Mummy's curse, pish posh," and then like all of a sudden, everyone's skin is falling off because they've got radiation poisoning. Well, yeah, it's uh, like they did everything within their power. They made okay. They made it hard to find. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we don't, you don't want to find this. Okay? You can only made, see it when the sun rises. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we made it hard to find, very dangerous, almost inaccessible. Okay. We don't want you to find this so badly that we buried it inside of a statue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come looking for this. And they're just like, fuck it. I know better. <laughs> There's literally a, a, a group of, of people, okay, that have been passed down from generation to generation. And their sole purpose is to make sure that people don't go in here. Okay. After all of that, after watching four people die, okay, after them showing up and saying, you need to leave or you're going to die, this is super duper your fault. Okay. Like super <laughs> duper your fault. Really, really, really your fault. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and I believe that is the only reason why they, they have this, the, the, our here our quote heroes have this drive to fix it because this woman knows that she started potentially the end of the world. So I'm so glad you brought up that group. I forget um, exactly what they're called, but like their leader, uh, Ardeth Bay, played by Oded Fair. Um, they are so bad at their job. They are <laughs> like at the beginning when Brendan Fraser is there with the uh, the Legion or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the sole survivor of the battle, and uh, and he's running off into the desert and they're sitting there on the, uh, the mountain looking down and being like, ah, the desert will kill him. The desert does not kill him. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, when they show up, uh, sorry, then they show up on the boat and they try and get the, uh, get the key back mm-hmm. and they end up burning down the whole boat, but literally kill 
nobody involved going to go see this and they don't get the key back. Fine. Well, I have to assume they killed a few people. Uh, just, just no name. Yeah, I guess background yeah. people, but some people are part of somebody's team. Yes. Yeah, so somebody died on that boat for sure. <laughs> but then, then here's the one that gets me is they're at the city. These two archeological groups have discovered the city and in the middle of the night, they ride in and start killing everybody. And then Brendan Fraser lights dynamite and is like, Haha. And he's like, okay, you can stay for two more days, but that's it. Like, no, just like, if you know how powerful this is, mm-hmm. stop with these fucking half measures, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, I was like, I get it. I mean, you come in, you tell them they're going to die if they don't leave. What more, uh, what more can I do for you here? Okay. I either stand here and kill you or you get killed by this other thing. Okay. By probably some bugs. Okay. Based off of statistics of this building. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Based off the statistics of this building, you're going to get eaten by a bug. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think, are they not great at their job? I mean, yeah, they're not great at it, but they're out here trying, man. They're trying to do something. Can you imagine you don't get paid? You're just trying to save the world. You just sit out there in the freaking desert because that's what your dad did? Jesus, that's got to suck. <laughs> it's yeah, got to suck. What, at what point do you start questioning the mythology, right? You're like, oh, world ending. Is it really oh. that important that we stick around and do this? I don't know. Oh, somebody who I can't remember who tweeted this, but somebody tweeted that uh, tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. And I was like, (laughs) unreal. It's unreal. That's so funny. Oh, I wish if I can find it, I'll retweet it. Oh, that's Uh, great. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's just like a one point. But I mean, they are correct. Okay, this thing does exist. They do believe it exists and they are right in believing it exists because it does. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay, I'll give them a pass, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I just wrote it down as, like, at the beginning, you're supposed to obviously really believe that these guys are bad and your opinion changes over the movie. But at, at from Jump Street, for me, I was like, these guys aren't bad. How could they be bad? <laughs> a bunch of Brits show up trying to fucking take over something? Yeah, yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a bunch of locals who are like, please stop pillaging our antiquity sites. Yeah, I will give mind. you two days to leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, in those two days, you ima- you uh, managed to awaken an evil that's been asleep for 3,000 years. Yeah, uh, and, and to be honest, the scene we open up on, we do not know who shot first. What do you... Oh, of the battle? Oh, yeah, we open up mid-battle. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, but those guys aren't... Uh, those guys aren't... Those are two opposing armies. Yes, they, yes, yes, I understand, but I'm just saying well, you can't argue that either side is good if you don't see the beginning of it. <laughs> so as an audience, I feel like we make assumptions as a po- of like, oh, well, who's on camera the most? <laughs> well, I do feel that uh, they do explain that Bren Fraser's whole garrison uh, marched all the way from Libya to Egypt to find this. So they are an invading force. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they, it, it doesn't seem like that is necessarily the tone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, 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 for Would, sure. Um, I did really briefly want to talk about Benny. So Benny, <laughs> Benny, I'm sorry, Benny is such a massive piece of shit. <laughs> he's such a piece of shit, man. All the way down to the shitty accent, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> You're not a big fan of Benny. Uh, I'm sorry, are you? Let's hear your <laughs> Well, my argument is, is that he, uh, I mean, obviously Emotep is right. Uh, he's <laughs> He holds moral sway over all, this whole movie. Everyone else uh, is bad in his shadow. But um, I don't think Benny is any worse than Brendan Fraser. I think he's just a little bit more of a coward. Hmm. Okay. Like, um, okay, 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 okay. Again, as you kind of pointed out, it's like he's sort of framed as a villain because he is helping the Americans get to the city. But both him and Brendan Fraser have previously been to this city. They are both Mm -hmm. getting paid money to guide a group of archaeologists or treasure hunters to that city. Uh, And like we're just supposed to not like 
Benny because he ran, runs away from the battle at the beginning of the movie. But oh, clearly, yeah, but if he had kept the door open for like 10 more seconds, he could have got Brendan Fraser in there. I think that's my whole thing. Is that, oh, really, okay. that really toned everything else for me because at the end of the movie – um, they try and help him. They do try and get him through the hole. They're yelling. They're trying to encourage him to, to, to survive. And that is not, he was not g- giving the same courtesy is what oh, I would okay, say. Okay, fair enough. Okay, he's like, and he does get it. Like the, he gets thrown off the boat. Like there's de- several <laughs> things where Brendan Fraser's like literally like, fuck you. But I do think that is a correct attitude in this instance. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I do love the line where it's like, uh, where uh, Rachel Weiss is like, people like you always get their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. And with like sincere, uh, sincere surprise in his voice, he says, they do. <laughs> 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 like he's never even considered um, that like this might come back to bite him in the ass. I, I fucking love that. I love um, that because it does not apply to them. Okay, because if it apply if that sentiment applied to our main characters, they wouldn't end up with gold at the end. <laughs> they wouldn't you know what I mean? Like maybe they would have survived, but they wouldn't end up with more shit. Like, oh, it <laughs> Benny packed all this shit up for you. You guys are fine because you came back and you saved it, even though you were the one that opened the gate. It's like, <laughs> sure, yeah. I was the one that blew up the dam, okay? But I went back after all the damage was done. I fixed it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, there's so much damage. Like, <laughs> the city is gone, and you showed up with a bucket. Yeah, the city's gone. Everybody that was in that city became like possessed. Okay, and I don't think, and I'm I could be wrong, but I don't think these characters' initial instincts were like, let's bring back this gold and rebuild that city we ruined. I don't think it is. You (laughs) mean Cairo? (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't think I don't think they were like, oh well, let's find. Let's put these in a museum or something. They're like, no, no, no. We got our treasure. We're going to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like these, these, I, I, I'm sorry. I, it's harder for me to get on board with uh, two rich kids complaining. Uh, even if once a woman and she's not being given opportunities, I'm like, man alive. <laughs> like, like you're <laughs> literally sitting in a seat. Okay. Hang on, like you're 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 going to spend hundreds of dollars to save one man's life because he knows where the treasure. You think you can make that money back? Okay, so <laughs> it's just so so wrong to me. You know what I mean? To sit there and be like, "Well, my money's going to decide who lives and who dies right now. Everybody else here can die. I don't care because they don't have the information that I want." Okay, so you, yeah. all your your all, your philanthropy here is just to further your own interests. Therefore, it is not philanthropy. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't feel like oh, look at her save this guy from from certain death. It's like, well, I don't know. This is this is a form of privilege I will never know. Okay, <laughs> to be able to buy and sell lives. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. not although to be noted, not one I want ever. No, <laughs> not one I want anyone to have ever. That's insane. Okay. That whole scene was so weird to me where she's like watching him choke and she's negotiating. I'm like, what? <laughs> this guy could literally die at any second. You're like, Oh, could I, could I spend another hundred? I don't know. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Yeah. But they're bartering and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man alive that is uh that is not my attitude i'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) holy shit um Mm. and it's funny though because like once they once emotep kind of comes to cairo um after kind of their initial escape and he's like regenerating and stuff like that one of the plagues that he brings upon is like boils and and whatnot but they kind of play that as he then controls all these people Mm -hmm. right and they're like but once again, I have to point out, first of all, boils and lesions don't do mind control. Uh, <laughs> they don't turn you into zombies just because you've got like, you know, something on your skin. Uh, that's just a crowd like on its surface. That's just a crowd of people who are chasing down a bunch of imperialists 
who have come into your country mm-hmm. and stolen your antiquities. Like, yeah. that seems a reasonable thing to do, you know? <laughs> you know what else I think is crazy? At no point is it really revealed why he got arrested. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like, oh. he, he just keeps ref, ref, making a oh, reference Brandon to... Frazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just keeps making a reference to having a really good time. And I'm like... Oh, that uh, that sounds kind of creepy to me, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, did he get uh, like just drunk and belligerent? I think they say something about him like picking a fight in a bar or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I mean that all checks out. Uh, I don't know what the the laws are in the 1920s in Egypt. I didn't look it up for this movie because I didn't think <laughs> that we were going for <laughs> accuracy. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. This is not a accurate movie at all. No. Uh, if it was, uh, scarabs, uh, scarabs don't eat flesh. <laughs> yeah. Also like scarab I, beetles I, are dung beetles. Those, those are dung beetles running uh-huh. around. I they also push can't. shit. That's what they do. They don't eat bodies alive. They're not like land piranhas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And why is the brother labeled as like a, it seems like he really has the label of a scamp. Like, look at this. Look at this scamp out here. Look at this adult man who steals things from a bunch of other people, only cares about treasure. If his sister's dying and he can't figure out how to read a word, it's like really a struggle. Oh, man. (laughs) So hard. Like I can barely focus in the face of danger for some reason. I should really be here. Like I, I do this guy, how we get introduced to this character is that he's hiding in a tomb, like he's hiding in a tomb with a dead, with a mummy, okay, or with a with a a, a dead somebody who's been dead for quite some time, yeah. and he's like, "Isn't this hilarious?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, isn't it one of your only jobs to respect that, to respect <laughs> this find and this this uh, you know what I mean? Like, how how this shouldn't be your job, dude? Okay, like all this woman talks about is how." Her dad loves Egypt and she's half Egyptian and like this really means a lot to me. So yeah, let like let's just go in and destroy everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and I'm my gonna... brother are gonna fuck shit up. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm of mixed mixed uh feelings on the brother. Like he's pretty good in terms of like comedic uh uh relief. Mm-hmm. But I guess also, like, you've got Brendan Fraser for that. Like, really, Brendan Fraser is the comedic relief of this movie. Um, yeah, like, I love how, honestly, 90s action comedy is mwah, my favorite. Oh. Like, I love I love Brendan Fraser screaming pedal faster in a plane. Like, I'm into it. Okay, like, that's such a funny little <laughs> scream. I... I'm here for the cheese. Okay, I love the 90s cheese. I mean, you know I do. I picked Men in Black for my bonus, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Men in Black is my bonus. I'm all about 90s cheese, and this movie is yum, yum, yum. Oh, this is is great. So I saw this movie in the theaters. Uh, My friends took me... As much as we're criticizing it, I do love this movie. (laughs) Oh, so Uh, do I. I I would like it to be clear that I do enjoy this movie. But um, (laughs) if you just hear The Mummy... You're like, that seems lame as fuck. What, like the 1930s or like 1960s, you know, like horror movie. Ooh, the mummy's coming to get you. Mm-hmm. Guy wrapped in toilet paper walking around. And you're like, this looks really dumb. And that's what I thought in 1999 when that was released. But I was also a teenager and a bunch of my friends uh, decided to go to the movies to see this. And uh, I was like, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I sit down to watch it and I go, oh, this movie is different. This movie knows what it is, and Brendan Fraser particularly knows what kind of movie he's in. This, I, I'm sure this wasn't the first time this gag was ever done, but like, I fucking lost it when, because in most action movies up, I'd seen up to that point, right? The the villain, the hero faces the villain for the first time, and he, the hero always has like some witty catchphrase, like, you're one ugly mother, and then, <laughs> you know, or like, get off my plane, or like, whatever, <laughs> whatever that is, 
And in this movie, the first time Brendan Fraser meets the mummy, they come face to face. He just screams at it and without hesitation unloads all his guns at it. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. That's so funny. (laughs) And it's not the only time he just screams at something in this movie, which is, I think, yeah, I agree. A very nice touch to this. You know what's crazy to me? And I know I'm going to kind of jump between episodes here, but next week we're covering... uh, we're covering Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and the difference between CGI quality, <laughs> the special effects. Oh man, you gotta take some time and appreciate the effects that they put out this early. Honestly, are, are pretty good. They're not. They they're not bad. It holds up because when you and check out the episode next week, and you're gonna see my opinions on that, but. <laughs> Apparently, it's just not quality across the board for everyone. So we do need to appreciate that they were putting up some good stuff. Yeah, and it, it the other thing that saves it is like, so some of the special effects do look a little dated. There's like some of the mummy animations, especially when he's transforming from a real person mm-hmm. into the, like the skeleton type thing or vice versa. And mm-hmm. the, uh, the black pool that like all the spirits come out of looks particularly bad. But I think what saves it is the fact that the whole movie is a little cartoony. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It does. um, I never felt like pulled out of the movie, if that makes any sense. Like at no point was I going, oh, God, okay. (laughs) All right. This is a a step too far, my friends. (laughs) I can buy into it because it's kind of ridiculous from the front. Yeah, and and, and it's in its premise, it is a fun, swashbuckling movie doesn't take itself too seriously, which I haven't seen it, uh, but I can tell you for sure that the most recent mummy with Tom Cruise absolutely took itself seriously. Uh, <laughs> and I that like is I almost have to watch it now that I know it exists. Too. Yeah. And I, I just, think it's got like, like 16% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. And when I see that, I'm like, well, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, just put Tom Cruise into this exact movie instead of Brendan Fraser. And do you think that there is any kind of the sort of lightheartedness or wink and a nod that Brendan Fraser brings to this movie? I don't think so. I think, I think Tom Cruise treats it as this is a hundred percent reality. There is actually a mummy chasing me. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) kids going to space, like, (laughs) Yeah, he takes which, things too seriously. Which we did. Was it you, Craig, that I talked to about this? And you fucking were killing me because you're like, that's not going to look good. Everything moves so slow in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be yeah. slow mo like him, like flying through the. <laughs> He's like, you don't need to go to space for that shot. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know if that was on a previous episode or what, but you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> space, I, Rebecca, I. If, if I've done this on a previous episode, I apologize, but I love space. I think it is so cool. Uh, the, the recent SpaceX launch, uh, Crew Demo 2, uh, I, I asked for a... That happened on the day of one of our recording sessions, and I asked for our recording session to be bumped up so I could watch it live. That was like my fucking Super Bowl. You have no idea. <laughs> and I'm sitting here saying that sending somebody to space <laughs> is so fucking boring. Uh <laughs> You move so slow in space. Like, oh, wow, you can do a somersault. Watch an astronaut do a somersault in the International Space Station. They revolve at like, you know, like one rotation a minute kind of thing. They're doing it super slow. Uh, I don't know. Maybe gotta- <laughs> maybe that's because NASA is producing all the videos. Maybe if you get some fucking action superstar and have Tom Cruise bouncing around the walls and stuff. But like... I don't know. It's it's things move really fast in space, but they look like they're going really slow because everything's moving fast. It's a weird thing. Anyway, I do. I gotta tell you, this is my one of my top five favorite Craig rants. Like the first (laughs) time, I I can't remember because because again, like we'll talk after episodes and stuff, and sometimes we'll go in about movies and stuff. So I can't remember if we've recorded this before, but like I think about it all the time now. Anytime (laughs) it comes up or I see an article or like Tom Cruise. Going to space, I like I laugh 
my ass <laughs> off every time. It's my favorite concept. I think it's so funny. Just him, like, because I always pictured Tom Cruise with his stupid fucking face, just like slow mo flying <laughs> through space, like being like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you," kind of like, ah, just like this five minute scene of two people floating closer to each other. It just is mwah, my yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh. life. <laughs> Okay, uh, I will I will say this for myself. Okay, if you put me in the situation where we someone must be sacrificed, okay, you know what I mean, some sort of uh, entity or whatever pops up. Uh, if somebody has to be sacrificed, I would agree that it would be the person that started it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. <laughs> like they're pulling this woman out, and I'm like, I get that choice. Okay, I get that selection because. Who, who better than the woman that pushed the button? Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> like, the, the, them's the breaks. Okay, these are just the rules. You push the button, face the consequences. You are getting sacrificed for the reanimation of my girlfriend. One, because you're the only female lead in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, you're the one who turned the key. You're the yeah. one who... You're the one who started this adventure. You're the one who got Brandon Fraser out of prison. You're the one who, uh, you're the one who read from the book. You should have, yeah, like she, and she was supposed to be the one that was like, oh, okay, like I know so much about this. Then that means that not only have there been big warning signs, but you can also read all of them. Okay, you can't even claim to be illiterate on this, man. It's like, can you imagine if I just walked through several rooms that was like, hey, if you walk into this room, if you walk into the next room, you're going to be electrocuted. And I touch the door and the door has a big sign on it says, hey, if you walk into this room, you're going to get electrocuted. If I walk into that room and I get electrocuted, is that not my fault? (laughs) Yes. That's my bad. That's my bad. Okay. As much as it as it is her bad for being, you know what I mean? You got told. Okay. There are signs, books. They literally were like, okay, this is like the city of the dead. Okay. There are literally people coming up and like, do not want you to open this so badly that they're willing to kill. Okay. And you're like, ah, no, it's fine. (laughs) I'm a British white lady. I know better. I know better than you. Yeah. I mean, don't be surprised if you're in the situation. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And if you dig, if you're 10,000 years from now, you dig up uh, something that says, don't dig it up. Danger lives here. And it's a big chunk of radioactive rock and all Mm -hmm. your skin melts off. You fucking deserve that. We Absolutely. Tried. We try. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anything else you wanted to mention about Emotep? No, I no. I uh, think I, I think he's fucking right. <laughs> I think. Fuck I don't those. know if he's right, but no, like, fuck those imperialists. Holy shit, is she wrong? Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Emotep it's not even got- that he's right. Oh my god, you're so wrong. I can't even. I can't argue your side. Emotep got done dirty. Uh, <laughs> he's just trying to get his girlfriend's guts back. Um, and uh, it's a, it's an allegory for uh, 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 for imperialism. Oh, I do want to <laughs> mention one more thing. Like, in terms of, like, the locals warning you about shit. Um, so this is, uh, this might be somewhat acro- uh So, as you know, in Canada, we've been constantly looking for the Franklin expedition, right? The, the expedition that went up north and just like fucking disappeared. And like for some reason, it's in our big national interest to try and find these ships that went missing back in like the 1800s. I don't know why we're so obsessed with it, but we are. Anyway, they did recently find it. And uh, they were like, there was no way to know where they found it. And you know where they found it? They found it in a bay that the Inuit uh, in the area called Bay Where the Big Ship Sunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just... (laughs) Yeah, just, like, ask somebody. Exactly. (laughs) Just fucking listen to the... (laughs) Listen to the the indigenous people of the area, the people who know it. They know what they're talking about. Don't dig up fucking mummies. Look for the ships where they tell them. But no, that's it. Uh, I think it's time to, for our definitive records of how good uh, the villains are. Rebecca, what do you got? All right. So I've got, I, I, I just ranked, uh, I ranked our villain on the scale of the plagues in which he would bring. Um, so I've got from uh, water to blood, 
uh, to the death of your firstborn. I'm going to give them frogs, man. Yeah. Any of them frogs. I, nobody likes you. This is kind of annoying, but like, meh, really not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Just other uh, frogs. Meh. Uh, yeah, I've got the, uh, the mummy's curse scale. Um, mm-hmm. So on a scale from a mummy's heck to a mummy's fuck. I'm giving uh, I'm giving Emotep a solid mummy's uh, asshole because uh, it's totally justified in certain situations, but a little too focused on by or on parts of the body. So that's what I'm giving. Okay, <laughs> old Emotep there. Um, Hell yeah. Well, now, and uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there's a few ways you can uh, support the podcast. Of course, as always, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. Uh, if you want to reach out to us at villainwasright at gmail.com, if you would like to email us your suggestions, next week we're doing an audience suggestion. Um, somebody emailed us, emailed us with a very passionate plea to do, it was the only thing he wanted in life, and hell we're gonna provide it i don't give a shit i like it okay so you can email us uh you can hit us up on facebook uh we will answer you eventually <laughs> it's uh that, that is my promise to you eventually will hear something from us um and again you can always uh like and subscribe if you haven't done that if you haven't left us a review please leave us a review we love to hear from you that's so nice um i especially loved recently we had somebody give us a one-star review and was like you guys are great we love i love this so much and then like a week later it was a five-star review and she's like oops made a mistake i'm like you're adorable you're the cutest human being (laughs) of all time i love you so much uh so yeah thank you uh again if you've already done that you guys are the best thank you so much for listening and there is uh, another way you can get at us Yeah. Uh, sorry. The other way uh, that you can uh, you can help us out, uh, if you uh, want to support the f- podcast uh, financially, we are on Patreon. Uh, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash The Villain Was Right. Um, and if you have a couple bucks, we've got various uh, different tiers with various uh, reward benefits, um, uh, including. Uh, you can vote on audience choice episodes. So we've got an audience choice coming up in uh, July. Uh, it's a pretty, actually, I don't think it's a very tight race right now. I think it's almost certainly going to be Princess Diaries. Uh, yeah! <laughs> but you can vote on what movies you want Rebecca and I to cover in previous months. And this is uh, the first episode that's coming out in July, uh, which means that there is uh, two brand new bonus episodes that are going to come out this month. Uh, we're doing uh, Rebecca's pick, Men in Black, and we're going to be doing my pick, uh, The Rocketeer, a little later. So if that's something that you're interested in as well as gaining access to all previous uh bonus episodes uh you can hit us up at patreon.com slash the villain was right and uh, see if there's a tier that uh fits fits for you so and thank you to everyone who's already a patreon supporter uh we love you you guys are the best and now it is time for our hero and villain of the week where we discuss people who have inspired or disappointed us in our personal life. Rebecca, what do you got today? I've got a, I've got a hero this week, a uh, very short story, but I thought it was super, super nice. Um, so recently there's been a lot coming out about uh, female comedians or like the struggles that female comedians are having yeah. uh, because uh, Chris D- uh, D'Elia got, uh, got caught. Okay. With a bunch of underage, uh, I, I guess like scheming with a bunch of underage girls, uh, they all started talking to each other and that all popped off. And that has since started a conversation, a much needed conversation about how women are treated in the industry. Uh, Cause it is absolutely a nightmare out here. It is, it's gross. It gets better and better, but it is still not good. So very recently I got, uh, I got a message from somebody from a comedian I hadn't talked to in forever. Like uh, we started around the same time in Ottawa and he messaged me and he said, Hey, um, I just wanted to message you and tell you that I, I, I wanted to apologize to you. Essentially. He said, I remember that I did a show with you and the way I introduced you to the room was that I wanted to date you. And then I brought you up on stage and he's like, I didn't realize how fucked up that is. And I just wanted to apologize. And I was like, look at this hero. I was like, I don't even remember this because I'm going to be perfectly honest with you team that, and, and not that I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't apologize. I'm very glad he did. Um, but that on the scale of things is so low to me that it didn't even register. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, well, like I've literally been brought up to stage. This is a real intro. I got one time. Um, Speaking of cum dumpsters, your next act, 
and then brought me up. Um, so I was like, on the scale of things, this is fine. Okay, we're not fine, but pretty low. Um, but I just thought it was so nice to think, okay, this is something that's bothering me. Even if that person doesn't remember, I'm going to apologize. And just even the acknowledgement of like knowing that he won't do that again is like yeah. incredible. And I just think that's super nice. And he's my hero of the week for me. Cause I just thought that was such a pleasant message to receive on something I didn't even remember happening. I'm like, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And it kind of shows that people are sort of rethinking past behaviors and trying to change and, you know, really reevaluating stuff, which is cool. Yeah, I thought that was pimping of them. I mean, yeah. again, I'm sure some women would be like, "The bear, this is the bar, the bare minimum. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I just think uh, an unprompted apology is always nice. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. So that's my uh, hero. And uh, what do you got for us, Craig? Yeah, so I just, uh, <laughs> I got a villain, and it is probably the worst job that I've ever had, uh, which is that uh, for a for about four or five days, uh, one summer I worked for a door-to-door lawn aeration company. Uh, so <laughs> if you don't know what lawn aeration is, it's like, it's a big machine with like spikes in it and it, the spikes go into the lawn and they pop up little plugs of the lawn and it look, makes it look like your lawn is covered in goose shit. But like, it's supposed to be that the air gets down to the roots or whatever and makes your lawn good. But this is company... Is that science? Is oh, that I a thing? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I've never heard of that before. That's crazy. It exists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not willing to sign your name on it. <laughs> oh, I think the rest of the story, you'll figure out that this is uh, maybe not the most reputable of uh, organizations. But uh, yeah, so it wasn't that they paid me a salary. And uh, it was like one of those weird fucking like pyramid scheme type things where they're like, you come to us and you pay us $20 or whatever for like the equipment rental and gas. And what they do is they just drove you somewhere and dropped you on the side of the road in like a subdivision somewhere. And for 12 hours, you just pushed this 300 pound machine around the neighborhood and just went door to door and tried to get people to get you to aerate their lawn right then and there. That's the whole job. So the first day, and by the way, they don't show you how to use this equipment at all. It's like self-powered. So there's like throttles, like a, like a motorcycle. And if you hit it, the thing just starts going, right? But there's like an ease to it. Like you can like, the harder you squeeze it, the faster it goes kind of thing. So there's a bit of a learning curve <laughs> to, to this giant uh, rolling 300 pound rotating <laughs> spike machine. <laughs> Uh, so the, the only, the only training we got was like first day they took us to like a park and they were like, press this to make it go. It goes. And that's it. I had one rundown. So like, I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. I think I can make some money. So I'm going around and the first guy I get to, he's like waving me down. He like sees me walking around with the machine and it turns out this guy is deaf um, and so, you know, we were writing down and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, I do my lawn. I, I like be like, yeah, it'll be like 40 bucks. And he's like, great, go and do it. So I go into this guy's backyard and thank God he was deaf, uh, because, uh, I immediately clutched the, uh, clutched the go thing on it. And this machine takes off and just fucking takes a chunk out of the side of a young tree. Like that tree is fucking dead like oh. like a, <laughs> oh, and no. i'm just like oh no uh but like nobody saw me i didn't nobody noticed he didn't hear anything obviously even though it's like chewing up a tree <laughs> and i'm like okay so i finish doing his lawn and he pays me and i'm like get the fuck out of here uh so that was the first day and another thing they never told me about this machine was it's again, it's like 300 pounds and to properly turn it around, what you're supposed to do is walk way off to one side and use your whole body weight to pivot it around one tire. You know what I mean? Like you basically walk in a big circle so that it like pivots in place so you can go back the other way. But what I was doing was I was doing it like uh, like you do a lawnmower where you push one handle and pull the other. So it's all your shoulders. So I did that for the entire day. And not realizing that's not how you're supposed to do it. 
And I got home that night and not only were my hands so blistered from this thing, uh, but my muscles in my shoulders were so destroyed that I couldn't even take off my shirt. Like I couldn't bend enough to pull a t-shirt up over my, uh, over my head. That's how badly I'd like hurt the muscles in my shoulder. So Plus like you were young, you know what I mean? Yeah. Young. Oh, so like if you've fucked yourself up when you're young, you really messed yourself up. Yeah. And Rebecca, I'm like, I'm about, you know, 30 pounds lighter than I am now. Like I'm just this young, weak guy who can't you're do You're resilient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm just sitting there trying to shower. Like I can't get my shirt off. My hands are so blistered. I can't even hold the soap. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this a couple more days go by. And like, first of all, I'm not convincing anybody, uh, to, to, uh, get their lawn aerated, right? Like I'm ringing on doorbells and people are like, no, fuck off. So I'm like out there for like 12 hours a day in the sun, pushing this thing around and I'm not making any money like zero i'm in fact losing money because i have to pay these fucking scammers for like the equipment and the gas and stuff and they're like no no it's fine you just got to be like tough you got to be like you know you can do this you could like pumping you up uh in a way that you're like yeah because this is a pyramid scheme and you like make money from me but somehow they convinced me to carry on i think this is about day four and i was going around i was just like i'm not making any sales i'm not making any money this is fucking such shit. And I just got to the end of my day and it's like the sun is going down and I'm like, there's like one more house and I'm just going to go up and be totally honest with her. So I ring the doorbell, this lady answers and I go, look, I've been out here for 12 hours. I've been pushing this thing around in the hot sun. I haven't made any money today. It's like, I will aerate your lawn for $20. Like I lowballed her so much. Like I was just like, just, I was like, I just need anything. Jesus. And she goes, yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, finally a win for Craig. She goes, will you do the backyard too for that price? And I go like, and I said, no. And I walked over and just like sat down on the curb and like was just like, fuck this. And the next day I quit. So that was the worst job <laughs> I'd ever had. But it's just like, yeah, me walking around being like, hey, you want me to fuck up your lawn for 20 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. So that's my lawn aeration job. Yeah. Um, where can people uh, follow you, Craig? Yeah, uh, you can get me at Craig Fay Comedy on Twitter, CraigFayComedy.com. Uh, also, I have a, uh, a a new web series that's out right now, so you can find me on YouTube. Um, it's a web series called Craig Fay Builds a Clock, where I am uh, going through and building a mechanical clock and showing all kind of the science and mechanics and interesting stuff behind it. Um, so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, uh, you can check me out on YouTube. Uh, just uh, Google Craig Fay uh, builds a clock and she gets you right there. And episode two is available right now. So go check it out. Okay. So, and as always, you can follow me at Rebecca reads, R E B E C C A R E D S at, uh, anything of your choosing really. Uh, I also have Rebecca reads.com. And, uh, yeah, this has been us from the villain was right. Uh, next week we are going to be covering shark boy and lava girl. So that's going to be awesome. Check out that out next week. And this is The Villain Was Right reminding you that uh, if you ever fall in love with royalty, they will eat you alive. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>